0: right now. Command the season at Herson's Kia. If you're looking for a new Kia, Herson's has 0% financing and leases starting at $129 per month. Check them out at Herson'sKia.com Peaceful vibes, spectacular views. Life's just a little sweeter this time of year at the Central Coast of North Carolina. Treat yourself to a cozy getaway and take in the crisp air and relaxing sounds of the Central Coast water. Enjoy a specialty cruise, nature's beauty, and amazing wildlife. Plan your cozy getaway today at onlyinonslow.com. That's onlyinonslow.com. Get cozy at the Central Coast of North Carolina. Number five of our in depth look expose into Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's emails. And we've got a lot for you today. Uh, if uh, you have missed any of uh, our exposing of Hunter Biden's emails, they're all up on our podcast. So make sure you download the podcast. You can go backwards. Uh, you can listen to one, two, three, and four. Number five uh, is a big one. The question now is: Should Hunter Biden be in jail? There's a very interesting article today in Red State about this, saying we're going to take another look at the um, an Indian tribe security frauds case. There's a mystery about to unfold about Hunter Biden's connections to an Indian bond fraud scheme that happened from 2014 to 15 for which some business associates of Hunter Biden's have gone to federal prison. It's amazing what you can get off a guy's laptop computer. Bottom line, Hunter Biden followed his partner, Devin Archer, into bed with some unbashed Wall Street fraud merchants. No ifs, ands, or buts. Hunter Biden laid down with dogs, and now he's got fleas. Red State put it this way. The author said, I wrote two articles last week on the decision by the Second Circuit Court of Appeals to reinstate the felony securities fraud conviction of Devin Archer. That is Hunter Biden's main business partner in his Ukraine and Chinese business ventures. That seems to have traded exclusive multi million dollar business deals solely on Joe Biden's position as the Vice President of the United States of America. The second article looked into the details of the fraudulent bond deal, which left an Indian tribe saddled with a mountain of debt, and buyers of the Indian tribe's bonds, the likely uh, possibility that the bonds were worthless, and the money they invested has been lost. The scheme was relatively sophisticated with a lot of moving parts, and involved a variety of, quote, players. After the release last week of the emails from Hunter Biden's laptop exposing some of the business schemes he'd directly been involved in, a person convicted in the Indian tribe bond fraud, Bevan Cooney, has now made available approximately 26,000 emails in his Gmail account. Now, this is a guy in prison right now. These 26,000 emails that he finally said, all right, now after seeing everything else that just came out, screw it. I feel like I'm safe enough to let this information get out and not have to worry that someone might kill me, right? Or not have to worry as much that I might go disappearing because of all this. He released these emails because he claimed that Hunter Biden improperly, in his words, escaped accountability and responsibility for his role in the fraud for which seven other people have gone to prison. Now, I want you to think about this real quick. He's involved in this. I'm referring to Hunter Biden. Okay? Just think about that. You're the only one that doesn't go to jail? Really? Not only are you the only one that doesn't get in trouble with the law, but Devin Archer, somehow your number one business associate who's involved in every deal that you're in. And, and what 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 people need to understand, what we're finding out from these emails and what, what clearly is being shown here is that Devin Archer was the brain and Hunter Biden was the addict. Devin Archer was the one that did the legwork. Devin Archer is the one that did the deals. Devin Archer is the one that made the wheels turn. Hunter Biden's the one that had the good last name, Biden, that could get them access to whatever they needed at the White House with Joe Biden, the vice president. Now, without Hunter Biden, Devin Archer didn't really exist in the same capacity. Uh, I would argue that without Joe Biden, Devin Archer wouldn't have hardly any of the money he has now. Uh, Without Hunter Biden, he probably wouldn't be in jail right now because no one would have done business with him Because he didn't have any connections outside of a crackhead son of the vice president who gave him access to the vice president. And what we're seeing is, and a lot of people don't even know about this deal, because, of course, you know, if this would have happened with Donald Trump Jr., it would have been wall-to-wall coverage that all these people are being indicted, all these people are going to jail. Most of you listening to this right now may not have even known that any of this happened. Like, would have had no clue. So this guy goes to prison, along with seven other people that have gone to prison. And Cooney says, all right, after this email laptop thing happened last week, I'm all in. I'm in jail. What's the worst that can happen? Really? I mean, really, what's the worst that can happen? So he released these emails, and honestly, releasing these emails may actually keep him alive. He released emails because he claims that Hunter Biden escaped accountability and responsibility for his role in this Indian bond fraud scheme. Everybody else goes to prison, but Devin Archer, he gets out of it. Now he's going back to prison because they vacated the overturning in the lower court. Now, the author says, I'm going to do a series of articles on the subject, hopefully one a day as time allows. First, this article, he says, will provide an overview of the fraud scheme and the known players. Second, I'm going to fit this scheme into his timeline of other known events involving Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and others in their orbit. Third, I'm going to look more closely at the available case file looking for information suggesting the involvement of individuals not charged in the case. There were seven defendants charged in the original indictment. Four of them pled guilty prior to even going to trial. And three went to trial and were convicted by the jury, including both Cooney, who's in prison, who just gave access to tens of thousands of emails, and Archer, the number one business associate, who's now going to prison, of Hunter Biden. Part one, who, what, where, and how. Here's a 30-foot view of now what we know connecting these dots. On the bond fraud scheme is that a group of white-collar fraudsters with a long track record of dubious and illegal financial dealings. This also includes Hunter Biden, pitched a proposal to the Wakpomni Lake Community Corporation of the Olgala Suex Tribe in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. The pitch was to issue a series of tax-free tribal bonds To raise money for improvements in public works projects on tribal land in South Dakota. Sounds crazy? Well, this is what you get when you add fraudsters with crackheads that are the sons of the vice president. The fraudsters claim they would take the proceeds from the bond sales and purchase annuities. With a reputable insurance company. The revenue from the annuities would pay the interest on the bonds to the investors. And the excess revenue would be used to fund projects on the tribal land. What happened instead was that the, through a series of fraudulent acts and sham transactions, after the tribe issued three sets of bonds with an aggregate total value of $64 million, none of the proceeds from the sales of the bonds were used to purchase annuities as promised. Only the first interest payment to investors was made with money obtained from another source. And a sizable amount of these $64 million was spent by promoters on themselves, as well as being used in other business operations with which they were involved. The seven individuals charged in the case were the alleged leader, Jason Galanis, his father, John Galanis, Gary Hurst, Hugh Duckerley, Michelle Morton, bevin cooney and devin archer now john galanis is in his early 70s and had a criminal record involving similar types of fraudulent schemes going back all the way to the 1970s this is who hunter Biden's doing business with he was actually convicted in the late 1980s on a lengthy rico prosecution connection to his takeover and looting of three mutual funds john galanis was sentenced to 27 years in prison. He served only 13 before being released. After being convicted, along with Archer and Cooney, he is now serving a sentence of 12 months imposed by the trial judge, Ronnie Abrams. He was 76 when he went into custody in 2019. Jason Galanis is one of four sons of John Galanis. The Indian tribe fraud actually came... Unraveled because Jason was arrested in connection with a totally different fraud. Again, this is who Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are doing business with. One which also includes his father and two of his brothers. That earlier case was a pump and dump stock fraud scheme involving Jerova Financial Group Limited, a company based in Bermuda, but publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Gary Hurst and who, Duckersley, were associates of Galanis from prior schemes. Michelle Morton was a stranger to the group. She was the CEO of an investment advisory firm, which Archer and Galanis acquired as they were putting together the scheme. The investment advisory firm managed funds for clients and had investment authority. By acquiring the company, and with Morton willingly going along, Galanis and Archer could have the advisory firm purchase the bonds through client accounts from the Indian tribe. After the scheme was underway, Golanus and Archer acquired a second investment advisor company for the same purpose. Again, this is who Hunter Biden's doing business with. They installed Morton as the CEO of the second company based on her willingness to participate in the scheme. while well, the CEO for the first company, so they said, let's do it again. And then that leaves you with Cooney and Archer and Hunter Biden. I going to tell you the details, and it gets really good. In just a moment, first let me say thank you to our sponsor today, the number one conservative organization in the country called AMAC. AMAC right now is fighting to make sure that Judge Barrett gets confirmed in the Supreme Court. There are seven groups that are going to Washington, bussing people in, doing everything they can to try to stop Judge Barrett from getting the votes needed to be on the Supreme Court. Guess who's countering them? AMAC. That's right, AMAC is fighting to make sure more than 2 million members, their voices are heard. Now, many of you are not going to bust to Washington. What you are going to do is you're going to go to work, and you're going to earn a living for your family. Well, you need to make sure that someone is representing you, and that someone is AMAC. I want to give you a free membership right now so you can get in the fight and fight back against the extreme left. All you have to do is go to the website. We've tried to make easy for you to remember. It's called BenFreeOnline.com. Go to BenFreeOnline.com right now. You're going to get for free a one-year membership to the number one conservative organization in the country. Your name is going to be added to the list of conservatives that are fighting to get Judge Barrett on the Supreme Court. Not only that, you're going to get the number one conservative magazine in the country for one year as well. All you have to do is go to BenFreeOnline.com. All of it's free. No credit card needed. When I say it's a free membership, it is literally a free membership. So go online to BenFreeOnline.com. Join more than 2 million other conservatives and fight back. Have your voice heard and stand with Judge Barrett. That's BenFreeOnline.com. So what we know is you got seven people that go to jail in a Indian tribe annuities bond scheme including the number one business associate of Hunter Biden, David Archer. One of the dudes that's in prison uh, is a guy that basically at this point said, all right, I'm here. I'm going to be here a while. I'm going to call and I'm going to give access to a reporter of my 26,000 plus emails in my Gmail account. That's Bevan Cooney. He said, here, have at it. I think it's unfair that we're all in jail and Hunter Biden is not. Now, all these seven individuals that were charged, four of them pled guilty, three that didn't plead, plead guilty, including Devin Archer, uh, are going to jail anyway. All these people were shady business people before this deal. Many of them have been to jail all the way back into uh, John Galanis, for example, in the early 70s. In the late 80s, he was convicted on a lengthy RICO pro- uh, prosecution. Connected to the takeover and the looting of three mutual funds. I mean, these are bad dudes. The dude got 27 years in prison, served 13. Now, let me get to Cooney and Archer. They're tight with Biden. In a complaint filed in 2016 by the SEC against the group. And by the way, if you missed any of what we've said in these other four exposés, it's all in our podcast. So you can go backwards and listen to each one. This this case just keeps building. And the question you got to ask yourself right now is, should Hunter Biden be in jail already? Now, in this complaint filed in 2016 by the SEC against the group, it says Galan has described Cooney as his best friend for the past 23 years and that Cooney had had an equity stake in every business they'd been involved with together. As it turns out, Bevan Cooney actually has a bit of a backstory. He is or was one of the owners of the Viper Room in Hollywood, a trendy live music club where Hollywood's jet-set crowd was known to hang out. So it's, you just got to assume for now that Bevin Cooney has run in some circles with some interesting people over the last 20 years in Southern California, right? Now, Devin Archer was a rising Democratic Party bundler. A bundler is someone that puts together donations and hands them to a fund or a candidate or a PAC, which began with his service to John Kerry's presidential campaign in 2004 and continued based on his business and personal relationship with John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines, who who was his college roommate at Yale. You're seeing how sticky this is now getting. Archer was involved in a variety of business ventures with the Heinz family, also the Carey family, and had roles in various Heinz Family Foundation enterprises. Get ready for this. One of those investment companies was Rosemont Seneca Partners. That was formed by Heinz, John Carey's stepson, Archer, and you guessed it, Hunter Biden. So the mystery here is how did Archer come to the orbit of all of these scumball fraudulent people like Jason Galanis? What did Cooney bring to the relationship from his perch in Los Angeles? And then the big question is how did Hunter Biden get involved with this crew in serious business with this crew and somehow not go down when all this went down? Let's first look at the overview of the timeline involving the Indian tribe, and the fraud scheme. In March 2014, Jason and John Galanis meet with representatives of the Indian tribe in Las Vegas. That's where they sold the tribal leaders on the proposal to have the tribe issue bonds to raise funds for needed improvement projects. Between the time of the original pitch was made in February of 2014, and the tribe's agreement in March 14, the government has email traffic b- between Golanus and another individual. And I think the other individual is the link between Golanus and Archer, where they discuss the plan to divert the funds from the bond sales for other business purposes and needs. So the plan already exists to not invest the bond proceeds in any annuities. That's when you know it's a Ponzi scheme, by the way. Making that representation to the tribe fraudulent. During the first half of 2014, Glanis kept Archer in the mix on the plans to divert the bond proceeds once the first set of bonds were sold. August 2014, the first set of bonds are sold and with revenue from the sale totaling $28 million. In September, very next month, the second set of bonds were sold with revenue from the sale totaling $20 million. The purchase of the second set is made with $20 million taken from the $28 million that's sitting in the bank account. That's also fraud. That's when Archer took ownership of one half of the second set of bonds and lists them as assets at Rosemont Seneca Boa, LLC, a real estate investment company that is funded with money from, you guessed it, the Chinese investment company partner that we told you about yesterday in Part 4 of this expose and Hunter Biden. Now you're seeing the connection. At this point, it seems that Rosemont Seneca has Archer and as the only U.S. partner. For some reason, not Biden or Hines. Well, move to April of 2015. The third set of bonds is sold, raising another $16 million. The funds to buy those bonds come from one client of the second investment advisor company, Purchase by galanis and archer at that point the tribe has issued 64 million dollars worth of bonds that it will one day have to buy back and none of the 64 million has been invested for the benefit of the tribe the fraud is clear and absolute so the question now is when you look at this you start scratching your head you're like all right well how does hunter biden fit in one email string from cooney's account was released early this morning. The participants in the three-way exchange are Devin Archer, Jason Galanis, and Bevan Cooney. The email string dated October the fifth, two 2013. This is six months before the Indian bond fraud scheme is put into place. Here is the exchange in the order that they take place. Archer. Very interesting. Let's discuss today. One Subsidy that is that I think we want to do with Rosemont Seneca, SVP. It won't make a difference on the economics other than we bring Hunter into the mix a little, but without a commitment. I want to leverage Hunter more, and he's a good guy for us to include. Cooney would be good to put some honey in Hunter's pocket. Honey, by the way, is I don't think they're being literal. I think they're talking about cash. Archer, agreed. I also have some autonomy with the company, as I own it with Hunter, and he's willing to take on risk, whereas the Rose with Rosemark Capital, Chris is much more risk adverse. Hunter will work if we need him to as well. I'm actually thinking we move all of my bios And everything across the board to Rosemont Seneca Partners and get a lift from that. I would also like to take Chris out of my bio across the board in our materials. Galanis. Done. Got the mission. Operation Ketchup will be watered down. Hunts only from now on. Referencing the Hines family. Cooney. No reason to have Heinz in your bio. Cheddar, cheese ball move. This is real, by the way. This is a real exchange that I just read for you. So we're going to grease Hunter. He'll take risks that I can't take otherwise. We'll give him cash. We'll get this deal done. And here's the fraud scheme and how we're going to do it. Now let me remind you the email string that I just gave you was dated October the fifth, twenty thirteen. That is six months before the Indian bond fraud scheme is put into place. I go back to what I said earlier. How are seven guys in prison? And Hunter Biden is the only one that doesn't get charged with anything. In the fall of 2013, Archer had crawled into bed with Galanis and Cooney, and they were recrafting biographical information about Archer to minimize the connection between Archer and Chris Hines, stepson of John Kerry at the same time Archer is wanting to bring Hunter Biden son of the vice president at the time into their enterprise as Hunter is quote willing to assume some risk and Hunter quote will work if they need him to within six months a group is involved in clear securities fraud not a surprise given Galanis' background so the question we now have is to what extent if any did they involve Hunter Biden in the scheme. And why hasn't any of this come to light until we got these emails from a guy in prison? I don't care what the media says. They can try to ignore this as long as they want. It's coming, folks. Also, something else we have confirmed today. For anybody on the left who's saying that these emails are not real, they're fake, they're fraudulent, Let me tell you now what we know. Secret Service travel records confirm Hunter Biden's trips that were detailed in his emails from this laptop. Secret Service records today revealed by not one, but two top Republican senators confirm the details of Hunter Biden's trips described in a series of emails obtained and published by the New York Post last week. Hunter Biden Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, explained. They received the Secret Service details from January of '9 to early July 14. In one email reported by the Post sent from Hunter Biden to his business partner, Devin Archer, the guy going to prison, dated April 13th of 2014, Hunter refers to a trip to Houston slated for tomorrow. Secret Service records released by Johnson and Grassley corroborate the details of the trip with a travel entry from Hunter Biden from April the 13th to April the 14th to Houston. In another email published by the Post, senior Burisma advisor allegedly wrote on May 12, 2014, of a trip to Como Lake. Secret Service records reported a travel entry from Hunter Biden to Lake Como, Italy, just more than a month earlier, dated April 3rd to April the 6th. Other reports indicate that in May of 14, Mr. Biden and Mr. Archer may have been in Doha, Qatar, the senator wrote. USS United States Secret Service records contain a travel entry for Hunter Biden to Doha, Qatar in May 14. Emails back that trip up. So if anybody tries to tell you that this is not real, look at the Secret Service travel logs. As I said earlier, If you missed installment one, two, three, and four, it's all up on our podcast. Go download it. Ben Ferguson Show Podcast. Get it. We're going to lay this out every day. I'll have expose part five for you on this tomorrow. It's getting bigger, folks, and I'll leave it at that. What is a Fisher House? If I had a chance to talk to the Fisher family, I would start crying because I can't articulate how much it meant to us. A Fisher House is a comfort home for military and veteran families to stay in at no charge. Allowing the family to be together to support their loved one during a medical crisis. It's enough to help you thrive through these hard situations. Go to fisherhouse.org for more info and how you might help. That's FisherHouse.org. Right now, command the season at Hurson's Kia. If you're looking for a new Kia, Hurson's has 0% financing and leases starting at $129 per month. Check them out at hursonskia.com.